You're now listening to the Carl and J-Man Saves the World podcast. I am your co-host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is my co-host, the Prince of Mid-Air. He once had a haircut like the Prince of Egypt in high school, now known as Seaman <laughs> Carl. Where did that where did that sexy voice come from? <laughs> Man, you were you were shaming me out. Well, well, all our guests know that, so you know, just, just <laughs> only pull that out for special occasions. Oh yeah, it's like uh, what was that guy? Uh, Colt Forty Five, <laughs> <laughs> drinking some Colt Forty Five, drinking some of that bubbly. <laughs> well, so how was your weekend? Well, the weekend was uh, we had another lockdown weekend. Yeah, so spent time around the house, cleaned up. Um, you know, just just I, I guess regular dad type of stuff uh, yeah. over the weekend. So you know, there wasn't really anything uh, spectacular that I can think of. Yeah. that happened. Uh, how was yours? Oh man, I I started working out. <laughs> yeah, I need to lose some weight, man. Why? For what? Yeah, I need to get back down to uh, you know, I I need to lose a lot of weight here. You know, I started I started working out, you know. My goal is to get back down to birth weight. So so uh when you say working out, like I imagine <laughs> you actually getting up off your butt off the couch yeah, I, to change the channels or something like that. You know, I watch Harry Potter and I uh try to imitate the Quidditch matches. That's that's working out for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so here we are, episode nine. Episode nine. How, how fast? How fast time flies, oh, man! Like man. It, it seems like it was just yesterday nine, that we were talking about doing a podcast. Nine weeks. Nine weeks of this, and thing then here. then all of a sudden we're we're almost uh, we're, down to completing a full season. Yeah, yeah. Season season one is almost coming to a close here, and I'm very excited because we do have a lot of things that are going. We're going to be uh, talking about. We got some big plans. Oh man, big some big big plans, and those big plans involve you all out there listening uh in podcast oh uh, yeah so stay tuned for the end of this podcast here to learn about more about what's going to happen and i i gotta do admit something today man it, it's it's july july i don't even know what the date is but i just know it's july yeah uh, it, it's hot as balls in here man oh yeah see i could turn on the fan but then we would be screwing up this uh recording here so you're just gonna have to stay in this nice little oven here with me and we can sweat it out together <laughs> <laughs> well today's topic some big news today on the day that we're actually talking about this, so some irony there, but today we're going to be talking about Hopis and Sports. Ah, yes, Hopis and Sports. So when I did the introduction today, I should have said you are now listening to The J-Man Show with Carl. <laughs> hey, I'm the show, I'm the star of the show here, so <laughs> I'm... I'm the one who, you know, who carries us along here. So, <laughs> so, so this topic is kind of like a, a dream come true in a way because, yeah. you know, like, like, cause we're, we're different type of guys. Oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I think that's always been the difficult thing in determining what it is that we talk about, you know, because oh, yeah. we, we definitely want to choose topics that you and I are both equally, um, at least, you know, somewhat experts in that, yeah. that way that, you know, not neither one of us is, is carrying most of the conversation. Um, so that's always, 
always been, you know, kind of a chore to try to figure out those those two dynamics of, of what, what it is that you like and what it is that I like towards or it's a happy median. But for me, in terms of, you know, when I go home and then, you know, when I take off all these different hats off and I want to relax, yeah. you know, a lot of what I listen to is is sports shows or, you know, uh, sports radio. Um, and I think like a lot of people out there in the world that are big sports fans, that it's kind of this, um, I guess, escape from, from you know, the real world, all the stresses and, yeah. you know, the hardships of our, our day-to-day uh, grinds. And so, you know, you get to hear about, you know, your favorite teams, you know, get to hear about your favorite players. And then, you know, if uh, you happen to be a fan of a team that's good, then that's added joy, you know, to be able to watch those teams uh, win games uh, in and out. And so, so who is your favorite team? My favorite team. So if you follow me on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram, you know that I am a big time uh, support local Arizona sports fan. So my favorite teams of all time are is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that That's my first love. Uh, also the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't watch hockey, but if I were to choose a hockey team to support, of course, it'd be our Coyotes. <laughs> and then uh, graduating from Arizona State University. So, you know, uh, men's basketball. Uh, uh, basketball and, and their football team is probably what I watch the most. Yeah. Yeah. See, in my college, we didn't have a sports team. Well, we had a hacky sack team, maybe. Yeah. I don't think most refrigerator <laughs> schools did have uh, sports teams. We were the, we were the flying hacky sacks. <laughs> the, the flying, the, the fighting refrigerators. The fighting, fighting hacky sacks. We were. <laughs> so, yeah. so do you, do you watch sports? Do I watch sports? Yeah. Well, I, I watch it because... Gua likes to watch sports, and he he's all for every team that wins, so he never loses. <laughs> so, sounds like uh, most natives. They sounds know. like most natives, and I I usually I don't support any sports teams out there. I I don't I don't do anything like that. I support maybe like the the World Cup Quidditch World Cup maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited when we get to the Quidditch part of this conversation. Here. So so today we're not really going to be talking about like, you know, professional teams no, or no, stats no. or, you know, specific players, you know, although I would love to talk about, you know, the, the Cardinals or the Suns um, and about, you know, what the future for those franchises are. But what we are going to talk about, and this is sort of something that you can heavily weigh in on, is um, sports within our Hopi communities. Ah, yes. And sports, how we... I guess how they how it plays a role in our lifetime because you know you grew up here yeah. on the reservation yeah and so um, what are what are some I guess uh, real profound things about sports that you see uh, being a resident here on Hopi well you know the the high school the local high school has is one of the most uh, parents Hopi parents deemed that like. The center of the universe, basically, where they mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. their ch- childrens are, have a career at making it big and everything like that. But all in all, it just fails like miserably. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. It's 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 funny because you know in, in on the reservations, and I, I I'm sure this is universal with most reservations, is that we put a whole lot of attention into our high school sports teams. Oh, yeah. um, we tend to put a whole whole lot of resources into our our high school sports teams, and because yeah. you know uh, both you and I, we uh, we're, we're 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 a little bit different. You know, we didn't go to the local school out here, no. uh, Hopi High School. We both are are. Uh, 
proud uh, graduates, even though you poke fun of them sometimes, uh, Tuba City High School. 4A champions. <laughs> and so, and so you know, in, in Tuba, uh, sports was, was a huge thing. Oh, yeah. It was a huge it thing was in a Tuba. a huge thing. And so even as kids, I, would, I remember, and I'm sure, like I said, you know, this is probably uh, some common, real big commonality with a yeah. lot of Native folks that grew up on the reservation out there, is that, you know, every time a sports season would come around, whether that was football and basketball, it was yeah. always football and basketball. I think that were the most popular uh, sports to attend to in our communities for our local high schools. And so, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, going to the community center down in Tuba before they started playing in the pavilion, um, cramming in there like sardines, and it would be hot because, you know, <laughs> it was elbow to elbow in there watching our basketball teams play. And the things that we used to like to do as kids is that we would get, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, used paper and we would cut them up and make confetti yeah. so that we could sneak them into uh, into the uh, the community center. So that way, every time our team makes a shot, throw confetti up in the air. And, you know, it's it's so... it. it What's funny to me is that, you know, I think a lot of people did this is that, you know, you didn't want to pay for the concession at uh, the sports game. So you're there putting candy and as much snacks as you could fit into your mom's (laughs) purse. So that way, when you got in, you know, you weren't paying whatever for a slice of pizza or for nachos or whatever. But you were pulling out, you know, all these different snacks that you bought from home. The the homemade popcorn (laughs) from home, you would put that in in bags and take that with you into the into the um, into the building to be able to eat that and to avoid paying the concession. So I do do the high school still plays like the football and the basketball thing? Did they usually do do that? To, to my knowledge, they still do. Really? Yeah. Man, it must not be big news around here then. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I just kidding. So Carl and I had a conversation before we recorded this episode. And, you know, and, and I think that's a huge thing about sports is, is the shit talking, right? Yeah. Is that we do a lot of shit talking uh, back and forth in different places. So we know that we're probably going to offend uh, quite, quite a bit of people uh, out there. Yeah, because... Based on some of the things that we say, but, you know, I, I guess that's the sports going culture yeah, these days. You know, because we did grow up in, at Tuba City and we went to Tuba City High School and we came from a winning school that won pretty much, you know, a lot of championships out there. And uh, I'm not too sure about Hopi High that won any championships. Not, <laughs> I think they just do the, the running thing. I'm pretty sure that they just do the running thing. They they, they have a great cross country team out I, here in Hopi. I just uh, saw the ESPN I, story. I, I guess I guess a nationwide famous cross country team in Hopi. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that I, that's kind of really been prevalent about. I, I guess working out here on, yeah. on on this side of the reservation, interacting with more folks on this side of the reservation, and every time people learned that you know I went to Tuba City High School, they would always make some sort of comment, "Oh, oh the rival school," or you know, "You guys were, uh, were yeah. our rivals." But my response to them always was, "Well, to have a real rivalry, that means that." Both schools have to be on equal grounds and have as good of a team on one side as the other. And from my recollection, we always kicked your ass in football and basketball, so I wouldn't necessarily call that a rivalry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, all, all, all in fun, all in all fun, in, all in fun, and respect of like both of the teams and stuff like that. I don't go to any any uh, high school sports you know sports anything like that i i don't know i i just don't 
I, I, you know, if you're not a big name around here, then you know, you're, you're I'm not gonna watch you. If you're not Larry Fitzgerald, you know, <laughs> and and so you know, one of the things that I'm learning in terms of getting information, or at least getting some ideas for what we can talk about on the podcast, is that I go to social media. Yeah, and you know, I'll usually pose some question, you know, asking my followers about, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what some ideas that they might want to contribute to. Um, the uh, topic of episode that we usually talk about. And so one of the comments that I got today, because, you know, I did mention to to my universe of friends that, you know, this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, one of the things that uh, came up was, um, why don't you talk about why is it that the entire reservation can make it to a sports game, sometimes away from home? But parents have a hard time making it to parent teacher <laughs> conferences or something along that line. Well, because there's no uh, teachers to be talking to about their child being an, an idiot in class all day. That's the reason why. <laughs> and so I think that that's kind of, you know, I, I guess that's kind of a common observation. And then, you know, kind of, I guess kind of in a, in a negative way to, to some degree for, you know, in terms of how sports and the places that they play on our, in, within our communities. Yeah. Because that, you know, a lot of people do have that feeling. They do have that feeling that our community members um, and even those that have the power to uh, funnel resources in certain areas within schools yeah. that they do favor the athletics over the education. And um, I, I think that one of the common arguments is that, you know, well, in regards to sports, you know, who who makes it out to, you know, go play uh, collegiately and then from there to actually have a professional career. That is true. In, in one of these, uh, in one of these sports, as opposed to, you know, like people, uh, that graduate from our high schools and then do some profound work just based off of academics, uh, earning college degrees and, and things to, to that nature. Yeah, it is true because, you know, we we put so much emphasis on on sports rather than education here on the Hopi Reservation, thinking that, you know, we're going to get an NFL you know, scholarship or like a a free ride in college and stuff like that. And I think it's because of that small time uh, community thinking that we think that, you know, we're, we're not short term. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We're, we're not capable of becoming doctors or becoming lawyers or becoming, uh, you know, these high profile job jobs that, that do require a lot of college and stuff like that. So. And so, unfortunately, on 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 your on your comment, I do feel like that um, you know a lot of uh, non hopis yeah. come come to our reservations to work in our education systems, and I feel like that some of them believe that you know the students that we have here on the reservation, yeah, that they're not going to amount to a whole lot of success in the academic arena, yeah, but they'll probably have some success. In, in a degree in the sports areas because Hopis are athletic, right? Like oh, yeah. We, we, yeah. we are athletes. We're, we come from a long lineage of uh, Hopi runners, basically. Mm-hmm. So. And so based off of that natural-born athleticism, you do get some really good basketball players out here. Yeah. You do get some really good runners out here. And because of our, our lifestyles, I'd like to think that that's probably the reason why you get some good wrestlers out here, too. I always thought that Natives made good wrestlers. Wait, there's we have a wrestling team out here? <laughs> yeah, we have a wrestling <laughs> and, and it's not not WWE, what you're thinking. Oh, okay. With, with All right. The I, my, mind belts, went, but. my mind went to like Randy Savage and the, <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> you're ready to snap into a yeah, slim gym. Yeah, I thought. 
my mind went completely <laughs> blank there. I, I didn't know that. But we do produce some great athletes. Um, but unfortunately, and you know, I, I guess you know, once you get to um, the more uh, developed levels of like collegiate sports, professional sports, yeah. that unfortunately, that in order to be successful at certain areas, it does come not only with your skills, but also a, a natural growth in terms of Hopis are small, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're small people. Very, very small. And so none of us, very little of us, unless you're, you know, multicultural in some way, yeah. ever grow up to be six foot tall. Oh, no. Or ever, you know, amount to being naturally 200 pounds but to there, play, there play are, football. There are some freak Hopis out there who reach the height of at least five foot nine. Like myself? <laughs> like I said, freak Hopis <laughs> out there. You must have some sort of different blood inside of you. <laughs> and and I you know and I, I think in that regard that's probably why you don't see a lot of us go up to those higher levels of, you know, playing basketball yeah. or football or you know whatever the more popular sports are, baseball, volleyball, softball. But um I I do think that, you know, even though that there is this negative perception that we do put more emphasis into our collegiate or I'm sorry, into athletics over education yeah. but i'm pretty sure that most people that played sports in high school could probably attest to um, learning something beneficial in terms of living life as a result of sports so maybe sports for athletes in high school didn't necessarily get them that uh, football scholarship or that basketball scholarship so so let me ask you um do you know anybody like in our generation have made it big uh, in sports, anything like that, or anything living as as a you know professional sports player? LeBron James? No, like <laughs> not a black man, but like <laughs> like the Hopi guy, like the Hopi guy. Do you know any Hopi guy that made it big in sports? I, you know, I, I, I think that the only sports and, you know, people out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, the only sport I think that we truly do excel in is long distance running. Yeah. So cross country, track and field. There, there are a couple that have done really well at the collegiate level. Um, no Olympian runners, uh, to my knowledge. Well, but, you know, there are some that there, there that, are Olympian runners. But I mean, in our age. No. Oh, yeah. In not not age. in our age. Oh, okay. not not in our generation. Oh, OK. But some that have uh, competed at high level and collegiate uh, areas and so and I, I guess that kind of brings up this topic is that you know um, because there are very few native athletes that do make it up into those yeah. higher levels yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that when one does then they have the full support of all reservations everywhere yeah regardless of what reservation they come from do you remember those uh, the, those two sisters they, they played basketball I, I can't remember if they were both in the WNBA but I know one was the the Schimmel sisters, uh, the who, the Schimmel, the, the Schimmel sisters, Schimmel sisters, yeah, the the Native American girl basketball player thing. Yes, no. Uh, this is it, what happens when you put a Quidditch player <laughs> on a sports talk show. I I think I remember reading about them. Did they used to play for like some sort of college? Or I something? think it was Louisville. Louisville. And so like like that, like Louisville. Louisville's a, a big time college in regards to basketball. So the yeah. fact that these two sisters that came from a reservation, um, they, they came from a reservation. Like yeah. they, they, they were born and raised on the reservation that they were able to uh, compete at that level 
at that high of a level. And so it was to the point where all of Indian country was supporting these two sisters. And so I know that you're not really familiar with these dynamics, but like the, the WNBA, right? It's, it's the Women's National Basketball Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the two teams that they would play when they would play the Phoenix Mercury, okay. which is here in Arizona. All right. High population of natives in Arizona, right? Really? Yes. <laughs> and then Oklahoma, I believe, also had a basketball, a WNBA team. I don't know what their, their uh, team's called. Uh-huh. But when those, when the, when the older sister, the one that played in the WNBA, I believe it was Shoney, when her team would play in those two cities, that each game would sell out. Really? Because all the natives from Arizona, all the natives from Oklahoma, they would flock to these games because they wanted to see her. They wanted to celebrate her. They wanted to bask in her glory. Yeah. And I feel like that that's a pretty common um a, a common practice when any native person uh kind of breaks out in any type of of uh athletic level. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, like the WNBA. I'm not, a, I'm not a follower of that or anything like that. I just don't like women that are actually, you know, taller than taller me. than me. So <laughs> that that explains why you've never had a Navajo girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But like, you know, going off of like uh, going off of where us uh, and running tradition, we're not, you know, we're not. We're not athletes in in that that whole sense of like football and basketball, or baseball, or even hockey. But we are athletes of. Who's, who's, name one Hopi hockey player that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopi, I think that was a very Ho- bad example. Hopis are Hopis are not used to ice around. <laughs> but before before you move on, let me ask you this question: Out here on Hopi. Who, what would you say are the most popular uh, professional sports teams? NFL, NBA. Uh, I, I, I think that's probably I, all Hopis watch. I don't. I don't know I, any Hopi fan, people that are fans of like baseball. I mean, I mean, my Taha watches golf. Is that considered? <laughs> is that considered a sport? Yeah, I think they consider it a sport. <laughs> I, I, you know, because I make the argument because I, I, you know, I. I Mentioned that I'm a Phoenix Suns fan yeah. and an Arizona yeah. Cardinals fan. And it's funny because when um, I think when we engage with each other yeah. the most as native people, usually on social media, it's always to talk crap about each other's sports teams yeah. or it's about to, you know, kind of celebrate and ride in camaraderie yeah. when you do find somebody that has a sports team that is also a fan of a team that you like. And so like when NFL season comes around, uh, like myself and all the rest of the Arizona Cardinals fans, you know, we're all talking crap to all the other natives, all the other Hopis that yeah. are are fans of these other teams. And so I think that probably the most popular football teams out here on Hopi are probably like the Steelers, uh, the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, even the uh, Packers, yeah, and I, I know some people that are like 49er fans and things like that, and they're yeah. always they're always talking crap to us Cardinals fans, I'm, and I, and calling us bandwagon fans. And I'm a big fan of the Tennessee Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> They're always calling us bandwagon fans. Yeah. And I always laugh at that. And it's like, how are we bandwagon fans? We're born and raised in Arizona. Yeah. You guys are too. But yet you guys are Pittsburgh Steelers fans or you guys are Dallas Cowboys fans or, you know, Oakland Raider fans or, or whatever else. Yeah. And I laugh at them because then, you know, I it, how I talk crap to them is that the only way you're able to watch your team play in person yeah. is when your team plays my team down in Phoenix in, in Arizona. <laughs> 
So if when the Arizona schedule comes out, all these fans are like, yeah, I get to watch my team next year. And so I always kind of joke with them and say, well, you guys are all Cardinals fans <laughs> because you guys pay so much attention to the Cardinals schedule as much as I do, as much as us real Cardinal fans do. You know, I was a, um, a ticket holder. Uh, season ticket holder for six years. No kidding. Yeah, I never went to one game. <laughs> what did you do with the tickets? <laughs> I sold them on the side of the you know the the you know the scalpers that are right? side of the streets. Yeah, huh? side of the streets. I was one of the scalpers that that were there. You know, like, <laughs> I need a ticket. I need a ticket. And then uh, you know, run down the street. And it's like I got some tickets. Got some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and the other the other and, and this is this is kind of a comment that we made when we we're talking about our college um our college experiences is that you know a lot of Hopis and you know a lot of natives in general I'm sure yeah. are big fans of college sports yeah. big fans of college sports and so I would say you know that's probably the only thing that's been fairly local in terms of like fandom here on Hopi is that when it comes to sports it really is divided between the Arizona Wildcats and uh, ASU Sun Devils yeah and it, I find it ironic because a majority of, or at least a lot of people that I know yeah, graduated from NAU, and so you know we're talking about sports, so we won't be talking about NAU at all. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid because they care. <laughs> and there, there are a lot of um, people, or there are a lot of Hopis out here that that do follow uh, collegiate sports and everything. And then some that even never even went to college. And never went to college before. You know, they were sporting the hat of like, you know, Minnesota, <laughs> you know. Ohio State, Ohio Michigan. State, yeah. <laughs> you know, Texas Longhorns and, you know, they're making the sign. You know, they're making the Longhorn sign and stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, did you go there? It's like, no, man. I'm just them. a fan. I'm just a fan, man. <laughs> I was like, what's college? What's college? <laughs> we kid because we care. Yep. No, I kid because I don't care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, but anyway, like going back to my discussion of like, you know, we, we aren't big. Um, we're, we're not big people. We're not big. We're, we're, we're not, not we're tall. Not, we're not, we're not built not tall. Big. We're, not, we're built, not built big. But we are built with a, a lot of stamina that we can uh, long distance, long distance running. And that, that brings us into where Duanima, you know, Duanima, he was the, was the one uh, Olympic champion this whole thing. Oh, I thought that was just a race in September. <laughs> you know, the people like to make money off of his name. So <laughs> let's just keep it at that. So, so so what you're trying to say is that, you know, even though we weren't built for certain for certain things. Yeah. That um, well, the one thing that we are built for and one thing that we do excel at is long distance is running. Long distance running. Yeah. And, you know, he and, and my and my qua, you know, he was the... Um, uh, he he grew up with him, and he grew up with Duanima. You know, he was in the men's society, and uh, you know, Duanima actually told some of the the Hopi men not to be doing these types of ordeals like that because you run long distance. You know, your your knees are going to be breaking down. You know, your body is going to be breaking down or shutting down at at such an early age. And and it was true. You know, Duanima he died pretty fairly young. Who's Duanima? Uh, he was, uh, you know, in Songopavi, he's one of the, uh, Louis Duanima, you know, you know, the race, the, the guy on the picture of your t-shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a State 48 t-shirt. <laughs> 
Louis de Wanima is、uh, an Olympian. Yeah, an Olympian. He competed in the 1912 and I believe the 1908 Olympic Games. Yeah, a silver medalist in the 3200 meters. Yeah, and also,、uh, I'm sorry, the 10,000 meters, which、uh, equates to six miles. Um, competed in the marathon, and so you know he's somebody that you know hope he's held with pride because you know he was somebody that excelled at the highest levels of the of, Olympics of, yeah. of any type of、uh, sports, and you know he's somebody that we do talk about. But、um, you know, running aside from hope, he's just being good at it. Running is also something that is、uh, intertwined with our culture. Oh yeah, intertwined with our religion.、Um, so I guess you know you you're hopey, right, Carl? <laughs> well, we, we, we assume so. Only on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> How much miles do you think you've ran just this year? Just this year? Shoot, man, I don't know. That's too. That's too much to count. Maybe at least maybe half point five miles. That's, that's a lot of trips to the bathroom. <laughs> I usually run around in circles. You know. <laughs> so you know some of the early, I guess,、um, teachings that、yeah. you know, that we're taught as kids is that you know we're, we're taught to wake up early in the morning、yep. before the sun wakes up, before the sun gets up, and then we're taught to run a distance, and that that was a form of prayer. Running,、yeah. running is a form of prayer because what a lot of the old folks would tell tell us runners, us young runners,、uh, I was once a runner once upon a time, that when you ran. And whatever thoughts that you had in your head and in your heart、yeah. were prayers, because the energy that you gave off、um, to to be able to run was was your、uh, I guess your 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 contribution to the spirit world, knowing that you know you're giving something while you're asking for something, and so that was kind of the concept of running. And you know they they have races that are intertwined with、uh, our ceremonies. What are what are some of those、uh, ceremonies? Well, we usually have the the snake. Dance, you know, that's one of the major、um, running part of that history.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, it,、mm-hmm. it, it just signifies the, you know, the rain, the bringing of the rain, and、mm-hmm. you know, bringing everything that we do as Hopi people all have to signify. All is all based on rain,、mm-hmm. bringing the clouds, you know, moisture to the Hopi reservation here,、mm-hmm. and that's all that all you know. That's all what、uh, Hopi traditions are.、Mm-hmm. And is there another ceremony?、Um, you know, running from the cops is another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's another tradition、uh, that Hopi's hold. I, I think one that's most kind of popular is like the basket dance races. Yeah, the, the basket, the basket dance races.、Yeah. And you know, it, it is fairly popular because then you know every fall when、uh, the villages do have these、uh, women ceremonies. That、um, aside from talking about the craziness that happened、yeah. at the basket dance, you know, so and so was drunk there all day, or you know, there was this big old fight. One of the biggest questions always is, you know, who won the race or, or who who won the races? Yeah, and I always.、Um, Found those basket dance races kind of unique in a way in terms、yeah. of you know what we think of a, a traditional races like a cross country race. If you've ever been on a cross country team or if you ever ran track and field, or even if you're just in PE in high school and they had race foot races, you know, like in terms of how those started and how those people are awarded for whoever won. But I always thought our basket dance races were, were were unique. Have you ever ran in any of those races? In the、before? races, I think the you know because we the the basket dance. Um, they don't rank them as like、um, like top three or top four.、Uh-huh. You know, you just 
whoever survives uh-huh. th- that, you know, the uh-huh. hundred foot climb up the side of the mesa. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. You get a prize afterwards. But you, I never I never ran anything like that. So long story short, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, it's it's you know, I cause I, I've ran several. You I've ran, ran several. You ran several. Yeah, I've I've ran several dance. races, and unfortunately, I never won any of the races. Yeah, but the closest I ever came, I came in second twice, once at Hotvela, and then once again at Sapaulavi. Really? And so each village has their own course, right? Each yeah. village has yeah. their own course, and if you're a veteran of you know running these basket dance races, I think that all of us we all kind of have these different. Um, rankings in terms of whose course is the hardest and I think it's a universal agreement that probably Sungopavis yeah. is probably the toughest because it starts at the very well most of, most of the villages start, start at the from very, the very bottom, bottom. Yep. but because of how tough that uh, incline is going up I always remember getting to the very top and then you're practically crawling yep. <laughs> you're practically crawling on hands and knees trying to get to the top so that was always one of the hardest ones but one of the things that I always thought that was so unique about these races is that especially in the more traditional villages where they still kind of have these uh, races still coordinated in the in the traditional way is that if you win a prize in these races right they don't they don't announce your name no when no. When, when they have this little award ceremony in in the plaza what do they announce they just announce like you know I think I, that's I, I can tell you've never I, been a part of this. I've things. never been a part they of They announce the village like that you're from. Huh? They announce the village that you're from. Really? Yeah. You know, I never seen a, a, <laughs> I never seen any race like that before. Like that. Yeah. And, I, I, I usually just stay away from everybody that's there. You know. I'm gonna take you out with me next time. <laughs> um and so, you know, when, when, because, and I, I think like, you know, you talk to the old people and they yeah. kind of talk, because today it's different, right? Yeah. Today is different. The basket dances are different. Some villages allow women to run, which traditionally, you know, they're not allowed to run in these races. So yeah. right now some villages are allowing them to run. Um, and then now, you know, some villages have 200 prizes for, for the top 200 runners. Yeah. But in, in the Hisset time, you know, when you talk to the old people, what they'll say is that because there's actually two races within one. There's a short distance and then there's a long distance. Yeah. And then the old people back in the day would say that there was usually only one prize for the short distance and maybe one or two prizes for the long distance. Yeah. But now, you know, you go to some of these dances, there's 200 prizes. Everybody gets an award. Nice. And and so, you know. Participation award. And, you know, for those of you that aren't really familiar with these races, like my co-host, Carl, that, you know, when you do achieve to placing, when you when you do get into the position of winning one of these awards, that the, the way that they do it is that they bring you into the plaza in between a dance. And then, you know, the whole plaza is crowded with people because they're all watching. They all want to see who won these these awards. And the awards are usually a yengyapu or a pota. Yeah, and I guess maybe it really depends on on what you, what village you're from because I believe on our, our third Mesa site it would be a Yingyapu. Really? Yeah. Ah, I thought it was just uh, like a, Carl's learning a lot today. I I <laughs> thought it was like a blue ribbon that you, you thought it was a trophy. I thought it was from, a trophy that they from, gave from Tissaws and Flagstaff. <laughs> shout out to you, uh, old old school runners out there. <laughs> but um. And so, you know, you would go out and then they would have the prizes laid out and whoever's yeah. in charge of the race, you know, they'll be there with uh, whoever's in charge of the dance and then, you know, they'll kind of announce, you know, what place. 
And they always announce the first place winner first. And so that first place person comes out and then they'll ask them, you know, where are you from? And then they'll tell them, you know, where I'm from. Then they'll make their big old announcement. You know, and then they'll make the big announcement. Really? And then everyone cheers. And then everyone cheers because when you listen to like the old Hopis, uh-huh. the old Hopis talking about this tradition of running within our culture, like running was a very competitive thing yeah. back in the day, a yeah. very competitive thing. And it was almost like a team sport in that your team was the village that you represented. And so they would say that they would have these races between villages. And that was kind of their way of demonstrating dominance, I guess, over yeah. each other was whoever had the stronger runners. Whoever had the stronger runners. So from each village, you know, what they would say in these old stories that they would talk about is that, you know, each village would have two runners yeah. that they would pick. But oftentimes it was the job of the le- the less, less faster runner to kind of interfere with the faster runners. Really? So that their top runner, their Hongvi Aymat, could go out and win the race. Mm. And so those are some of the things that they talked about. And then, you know, you talked about uh, Tiwanima, uh, who's probably the most famous Hopi runner yeah. of, of all of our uh, our history of running, at least, you know, in terms of the United States, because he went out, he went and competed for his country, and, you know, he won a silver medal, um, basically saying that he was the second fastest runner in the entire world. Yeah. Only one person was faster than him, and, and he was the second fastest in the entire world. But even when you hear about Tiwanima, Tawanima, from, uh, I guess, a reservation context, yeah. what a lot of the old people would say, too, is that Tiwanima wasn't even the fastest Hopi at that time that he ran in the Olympics. Really? And so a lot of what they would say is that the Hopis knew that there were faster runners than him, yeah. but because he was able to have this opportunity to run in the Olympics at the level that he did was because he went to school. Yeah. And so these runners that were, I guess, uh, perceived as being stronger were, were Hopis that didn't go back to school. And so, you know, a, an interesting story, I'll try to, you know, say this really fast, but um, a, a, a professor, uh, I'll give him a quick shout out, Dr. Uh, Matthew Gilbert Saikiestu, you know, he did uh, extensive research on Tiwanima yeah. and other Hopi runners. But in his writings, he always talks about this race that they had between Tiwanima because he went to Carlisle Indian School. Yeah. And that was kind of like a real famous Indian school. And there was another top runner, I believe his name was Philip, but I can't remember what his last name was. But he ran for Sherman. Indian school which is in California and so I guess back then they had this perceived rivalry between these two Indian boarding schools Carlisle and Sherman and they both had these top Hopi runners and I believe that they were both from Second Mesa villages and so when these two runners came back from school during the summertime to tend to their fields that this was their opportunity that oh we got these two top runners let's have this race to determine which of these guys are, are are the fastest because there was always this story that Philip 
from Sherman was also offered an opportunity to try to run the Olympics, but he turned it down because his father told him, you have to come home during the summer to help tend to the fields. Yeah. And so that's why Philip never had this opportunity to go one on uh, to, to run for, in, for the Olympics, to be able to have the same opportunity that Dewanima did. And so they have this, they, they're able to coordinate this race, they have this race, and so, you know, it was supposed to be the clash of the champions, yeah. you know, Tewanima versus uh, Philip, um, Carlisle versus Sherman. And so, you know, they, they show up to this race, they're dressed in their uh, school uniforms, their running uniforms, looking like top-notch athletes getting ready to, to do this. But because they were wearing the school uniforms, that there was this group of older Hopi men that were laughing at them and saying that you guys look like Bahana runners, you guys don't look like Hopi runners. And then the two runners were kind of agitated by them and they said, okay, well, if you guys have big mouths, come race with us. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll show you. <laughs> and, so, and so they have this race and they have this race and these old Hopi men that were teasing them, it was said that they were the ones that were actually leading the race and leading by such a large margin that the two schoolboy runners were discouraged and they dropped out and that the actual winner of this race was a 50-year-old man. And so, you know, those are some of those stories that we that I guess Hopis have in general in terms of how strong our running legacy is in comparison to what the world has seen versus what they haven't seen. Mm, that sounds really, really great. I cannot wait till the movie comes out. <laughs> we, we should buy the, the, the movie rights yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. So there is something going on today uh, that's happening really, really big. with Big news today. Big, big news for sports team today. And I don't know how long they've been fighting this whole, whole ordeal because I don't keep up with the sports... Um, names or anything uh in that general uh but redskins are going are, to are no more are going to be changing its name people are dancing in the streets <laughs> confetti's <laughs> flying on facebook change name we are not your mascot and you know like the navajo nation president wants to name them the you know the washington co-talkers <laughs> i'm all for that the the washington um what was that movie that they made with Adam B? <laughs> saving, saving Private Ryan. Oh, no, wait. Was saving it? Private Nez. <laughs> wind, yeah. wind Talkers. The, wind the talker. Washington yeah. Wind Talkers. Washing- Washington Wind Talkers. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's ironic that that happened today. Like yeah. the, the Washington football team announced today that they're changing their name. And um, me personally, you know, I think it's a huge victory for Indian country. You know, I think that it's uh, it's long overdue um, because I, I know and I've had conversations with people once this whole conversation started about a potential name change is that um, not all natives feel this way. Oh, no, no, not, no. Not all natives feel this way. Yeah, not all natives feel this way that... You know, it's a big victory for them. You know, it's something. But some natives just, you know, want to keep it the Redskins. Why do they? Why do you think they? Some natives want to keep it the Redskins. I mean, it. You know, for my perspective view, I think it's like in in honor of Native Americans. Like, you know, we're not 
although it, it may seem like it's racist, mm-hmm. but it, it maybe we should change it to like the brown skins or something like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe make it less racist like that. The Disney skin. Disney skin. Or the Mossy skin. The, the Mossy skin. I want to get that shirt. Uh, you know? I'm pretty sure the Navajos probably wanted to change it to the Jiji skins. <laughs> Jiji skins. <laughs> But I think that, that that is a very real, I guess, dynamic is that, you know, not all natives feel this way. Some, no. Some, some natives feel that, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, there are yeah. bigger issues to concern ourselves with than um, dealing with racist mascots and stereotypical names. And, you know, I, I really think that it, it does uh, come with education. Yeah. And because, you know, at least from, from my perspective, I felt like that I was that type of native, too, when I was younger. It's like, you know, what's the big deal? I, I, I find no offense in this. Um, it doesn't bother me. And, you know, there are bigger issues, too. And I, I think oh, yeah. those are the, kind of like the, some of the, the bigger talking points that a lot of natives bring up when they try to uh, fight against or, or fight in pro of the name. But, you know, at, when I did go to college, like you kind of learn, I guess, how much further damage these type of stereotypical names go. Because then you look at that Redskins logo, right? Yeah. That that logo doesn't look Hopi, right? No. It, it doesn't look Hopi. So as a Hopi looking at that Redskins logo, we don't associate ourselves no. with that in any way but i'm sure that you know when you go to these washington tailgates you know the fans are drunk you know they they probably have the war bonnets on their head they're probably jumping around doing powwow moves doing the woo you know the the the, the war cry and i think that's probably where you know some people kind of take issue with that because uh like i guess to try to um put it in 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 our perspective to try to put ourselves in those shoes is that all hopis have a fence with the Boy Scouts that do the Pueblo dances, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we all have issue with that. With so, the, what was the, what were those Pueblo or those uh, Bahana boys? What were they called? I don't know what the groups well, are yeah, called, well, but they're like some sort of Boy Scout groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, they, you know, they do a lot of those uh, Native American dances. And they're mostly Pueblo dances yeah. that they do. You know, I, I don't, I mean, like, again, I don't really see any problem mm-hmm. to that. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. You can say that, yeah, it's it's demeaning to our culture. It's taking our culture away. But you know, as long as they're, you know, <laughs> as long honor- as they're having a as good time, as long as they're having a good time, and no, as long as they're honoring how you know how these dances are and what what they put behind it and stuff like that. Yeah, go ahead. You know, we we do the same thing with uh, you know white man's dance and stuff like that. You know, white man's not going to get mad at and, us. You know, I I find that so. Um, like, like I, I, I want to say that um, being contradictive is not just a native thing. Yeah. But it's very big with, with us. Like, we're, we're very contradictive. You know, we, we yeah. say one thing oftentimes, a lot of times, and we do another oftentimes and a lot of the times. And, you know, for example, you know, there are some Hopis, you know, Ben, ben the, the Redskins name, we are not your mascot, etc. But yet you have this elementary school here on First Mesa. And what's their mascot called? They're called the Indians. They're called the Indians. Yeah. And then you go on to the Navajo side and you go to Red Mesa they have a high school junior high school do you know what they're called um no I don't they're called the Redskins. They're called the Redskins. They're called the Redskins. Ah, and we we came from uh, the, Tuba City. Tuba City Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. And does that warrior head look like Hopi or it Navajo does culture? Look, does not look anything uh, of Hopi or Navajo culture. No. 
And and so you know, I, I do feel, unfortunately, you know, there there are these contradictive um, elements, yeah. I guess, within our reservations. And you know, I, I think also, I, I I think a good reason to like start talking to yeah. each other, having these discussions, is just trying to find that um, happy median where we can all agree on things. Yeah. That way, you know, we're not constantly like we talked about in our last episode when I made that crazy Facebook pace Facebook oh, yeah. post, yeah, and everybody accused me of trying to you know create this whole res versus urbans thing and it's like i i don't think that we communicate with each other enough about some of these topics that we just assume that you know we're trying to start these we, fights we and listen trying to we listen to the media first rather than listening mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. ourselves or our perspective views. I, I then think, we make that up, i think so. it comes from the uh, the elementary and junior high gang culture where we're, we're still <laughs> putting ourselves in these I, gangs i and, am public school raised so i think i should you know i think i turned out okay <laughs> so <clears throat> it's it's i think it's coming to that point where we're gonna be uh you know, getting out of here in a few minutes here. So, and, you know, a lot of these topics, you know, we don't cover the full basis yeah. at. And, you know, at some point we'll revisit some of these topics and maybe, you know, even bring in some uh, special guests to oh, yeah. talk about some of these so things. So stay tuned because this might turn into uh, a two-parter, a two-parter. further down the road. Yeah, a two-parter down the road with this, um, you know, the Hopis in sports here. So, like I, I mentioned before that we are we're going to do something special Um for uh, for this podcast here, we're going to be doing a giveaway. A giveaway? What's it, that? Oh my god! Let's get behind door number two. <laughs> Let's all get in line. Something <laughs> free. So this giveaway that we're going to be doing is because of you listeners out there. We're being so supportive that we want to give something back to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I never did a giveaway because I'm such a greedy man. How do I sign up? How do I sign up for this giveaway? <laughs> well, you uh, you go on Facebook and you so you 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 like our Facebook page, and in there I think there's like this random generator mm-hmm, thing that mm-hmm. that pops up. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> to help Carl along with this, you might be wondering, you know, how do I get signed up for this free giveaway? All you have to do is uh, like our Instagram page, ah, yes, uh, Instagram. and if you if you're already liking our Instagram page, our our Facebook page, our Twitter page. So if you're following us on any of those three platforms you'll automatically be entered to win and then you know we'll announce surprises um in the next episode in the next episode which is next week which is next week yeah. so this is coming up very fast and like we said you yeah. know, we want to appreciate you for supporting us so if you're already liking us on any of those three pla- uh, platforms and you don't have anything you don't need to do anything else yeah so you know go on t- if and if you are a new listener please listen to our past episodes uh please listen to that because we do get we do get um, some sort of small funding with that, and but it's not much. And we're, we're you know we're trying to we're trying to do something nice for all of you guys. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, now that you're done begging, Carl, <laughs> let's close. Or or you can uh, you know sign up and uh, like my Facebook page, and you can be entered into my. Uh, my drawing, which is a date with me. Oh, God. <laughs> and there goes my uh, Facebook account. <laughs> How do you get negative 10 followers? <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a story. Um, I lost my phone over the weekend. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't know I lost my phone. I was like, I was, I was on a Friday and I found it Saturday morning. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I lost my phone. And I didn't even know it, too. 
I, I didn't I didn't pay attention to it and I was like and I was like oh man I lost my phone and I was like asking so asking Gua I was like Gua did you take my phone and so I was like okay and then I finally found it the next morning and I was like oh man I must have so many calls and so many text messages I'm gonna be you know swamped with this thing here I go over and nothing bone dry my phone is bone dry I have nothing on there I think everybody kind of logged <laughs> off the episode already, Carl. Let's, let's take it home. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So, you know, we, we want to thank everybody out there for listening to Carl and J-Man. For the um, 20th time. For the 20th time out here. So Never say it enough. <laughs> My name is Carl and this is J-Man. And thank you for listening to our podcast. So long. Cool. Cool.